Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. When you become a Christian, we get direct access to God through prayer. You see, that means, think about it, I get to talk to God one-on-one. The creator of the universe, I'm never put on hold. I have immediate access. I have the privilege of communicating with a God who doesn't ask me to enter a number. In ancient Israel, the high priest would make intercession and prayer for the people of Israel on a specific day of the year. Thanks to the work of the cross, we now have the same access as the high priest and greater access on a 24-7 unlimited basis. As amazing as this reality is, we as Christians can easily take our all-access pass for granted and miss out on the blessings God intended for us to experience. In today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark reminds us of the unlimited access we have to the Father through prayer and supplication. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with part one of his message entitled, Ask. Matthew chapter 7. You probably had an experience like this. You're on the phone and you're calling your airline and... Well, you hear something like this. Hello, thanks for calling Eastern Airlines Special Member Services. From here, you can check accounts or arrivals or departures. You can make a reservation. You can even look at your frequent flyer mileage account. You want reservations? Okay. Please now enter your 46-digit frequent flyer number without making a mistake or say it in your natural voice without taking a breath. Okay, will you be redeeming frequent flyer miles? Just say yes or no. Are these miles with Eastern Airlines or a partner airline? Okay, now to access your records, please say your private seven-digit password. Okay, very good. I will now transfer you to one of our agents. The next thing you hear is not an agent. It's always music. And the next statement you hear is, thanks for calling Eastern Airlines. All of our agents are currently busy helping other frustrated and impatient people just like you. Please continue reading your copy of War and Peace, and the next available agent will be with you before you finish your book. Anybody ever felt like this? And you wonder on the other end, is there anybody ever real there? 
Yesterday I had the dial somewhere and I went through it and all I was doing is one, then seven, then four, and three, and I'm going, I'm going to fool these guys. I pressed zero. And you know what they said? If you don't want to be disconnected, press a number. That's exactly what they said to me. I never did get a person. I hung up. When you become a Christian, a follower of Christ, what do you get? What comes along as benefits with that package? Well, of course, you get salvation. You get forgiveness of sins. Your guilt is removed. You get a ticket to heaven. You absolutely know you're going to have direction in your life. There's going to be purpose and meaning that you never had before. But many of us forget, I believe, one of the most important benefits of being a Christian. First thing to write today. When you become a Christian, we get direct access to God through prayer. You see, that means, think about it. I get to talk to God one on one. The creator of the universe, I'm never put on hold. I have immediate access. I have the privilege of communicating with a God who doesn't ask me to enter a number. He knows my name. In fact, he knows everything about me. In fact, what I'm going to ask him before I ask, and he knows what I need. How awesome is that? You see, prayer is misunderstood. Prayer is simply a two-way conversation. Two-way with a loving God. Yes, it is. When I pray, I have immediate access to my creator. As I go through Jesus, I go right to God. And I have this awesome privilege for one reason. Not because I deserve it, but because I'm a Christian. It comes with the package. And prayer, well, it's simply listening and talking to God. It's a one-way conversation for many of us, but it's always designed to be a two-way. It's not just the asking, that's part of it. It's not just a voicing our request or praising God, that's part of it. But it's also listening to God speak to me. Now, this incredible privilege is misunderstood. If I would say to you today, we're going to talk about prayer, most of you would have said, well, can I go somewhere else? But I believe... If you'll understand this today, you will be so excited about what God wants to do in your life. Now, today, Jesus is going to do three things for us. He's going to actually do two major things. He's going to teach us three commands, things that we're commanded to do. And he's going to give us one unbelievable promise. So let's see if you're awake. We're going to have how many promises from God today? How many? Put your hand up. One. One. Now, to get that promise fulfilled, I'm going to have to obey how many commands? Remember? Boy Scout, whatever that is. Three. So, we're going to get three direct commands from Jesus to you. And if I obey those commands, I get one incredible promise. We begin in Matthew chapter 7. We'll be one other place in the Bible. We'll be at where you'll turn. It's 1 Kings. We'll get there a little later. Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. 
When you see the words, ask, seek, and knock, they're simply metaphors for praying. That two-way conversation and a natural voice to God and listening from God. Now, ask, seek, and knock are three direct commands. They're not wishes. They're not if you'd like to. Jesus says simply ask, seek, and knock. Now, when we read that in our language, it seems fairly clear. Ask, seek, and knock. But in the original language, the meaning is much different. In the original language, this is written in something that, if you kind of remember from grade school, the present tense. So it means this. Keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. In other words, it's a lifestyle. It's something that we should be doing on a routine basis. For some of you today, you're waiting for a door to be opened in your life. And you prayed about it. You've knocked a couple of times, but God didn't seem to respond. So you don't knock anymore. No, this verse gives us a clue on persistent praying. We're to continue to seek and ask and knock until we get an answer from God. And I'll talk more about that in a moment. Now, I've always learned to remember this verse very easily by just taking the first three letters of the word ask. And it flows perfectly into what Jesus is teaching. So let's do it today. A, ask. The letter A stands for ask. What does that mean? It says we're to admit we need God's help. Asking or praying simply means I admit I need God's help. Let's say you leave here today and you're traveling to Orlando and maybe you're going to pick somebody up at the airport. And as you've traveled over there, while you're there, on the way there, you get a flat tire. And uh, you get out and your wife says to you, well, call AAA. I'm not going to call AAA. I don't need any help. I can do it myself. And you go to the trunk and you open it and you notice your spare tire is flat. Now what are you going to say? You're finally going to ask for what? Help. See, to humble ourselves, we have to ask for help. That's all it is. One of the dangers in a Christian's life is this. We become so used to doing life ourselves, in our own wisdom, with our own direction, in our own lives, and God never intended for us to do that. So as you look at your life today, maybe you don't pray as often as you should because you don't really think you need God's help. But see, God didn't design us to do life alone. He designed us only one way to do life with him. John 15 says, without me, you really can't accomplish anything spiritually. So I found in my own life that very often this praying, when I pray, it's just humble dependence on God. Do you need God this morning? Do you need him to direct in your life in all of these aspects? Yes, you do. S. S stands for seek, searching for God's will. You know, when we did the Lord's Prayer, you remember, we talked about one part of that. Part of the Lord's Prayer was your kingdom come, your will be done. When I seek in prayer, what I want is not my will, but God's. Here's a principle that you must understand or your Christian life will be very frustrated. 
God's will for us is always better than any of our plans. So I was not made to come up with my own plans for my life, what I want to do. You see, when I seek God, he puts those desires, his desires, in me. So as you look at that today, remember that God knows you. He's the only one that knows you. Ephesians 2.10 says he has a plan already mapped out for you. Jeremiah 29.11 says that plan is incredible. And the sooner you, I've already come to this. Took me a while, took some bumps, but I think I've got this one learned. I got lots to learn, but I think I've got this one learned. When you finally come to the realization that God's plan for you is better than anything you can ever have, you'll be at peace. There won't be worries. There won't be anxieties. There won't be frustration. Because you'll know that Romans 8, 28, God is in control. He's arranging all of those circumstances. All of these kind of things are taking place in our life. Now, as you understand that today, what do we discover from this? Well, is God to you a mystical Well, is he kind of a mystical bellhop that you just go to him and say, I want this and I want that and I want this and I want that. Well, no, God never designed our life to be that. Prayer is always about discovering what God wants us to do and then simply doing it. Look at this statement. Psalm 139. David says, you chart the path ahead of me and tell me where to stop and where to rest. Every moment you know where I am. That's the kind of God you have today. Did you know that God knows exactly where you're at? He knows every step you're going to take this morning. He knows tomorrow. He has it planned. You know, when we just got back from Israel, and after going to Israel a number of years, it's easy for me really to, to know where to go because I, I like to go to these places. And being on a tour in Israel is incredible because of this. You just get on the bus and you have a driver and you have a guide and you just kind of sit back and relax. Because they know the places to rest, they know the restaurants, they know the places to go to and whatever. And it's just an incredibly enjoyable time. Well, your life, my life should be the same. We're on a bus going to heaven. Now, I'm doing a lot of stuff, but the bus driver, well, it's God. And Jesus is just directing me all the time, and he knows where to stop. Tomorrow, his plan for you is incredible. So discover his plan. Don't be trying to push your agenda. Be happy that he has a plan for you. So we're to ask, and we're to seek. Prayer allows me to discover God's plan. K. Keep, keep, keep praying until God answers. In other words, these three commands are about persistence in prayer. Don't give up too soon. Keep praying. Now, why does God do that? Why does God design prayer? Well, let me ask it another way. What if, what if God answered every one of your prayers immediately and with a yes? How many of you like that? Let me see your hand. Yeah, a bunch of liars here. Wait, how many of you like that? Well, that's what we pray for, isn't it? God answer right now, immediately and with what I want. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm more spiritual than that. Pfft, baloney. 
Because that's exactly what we want. Well, what if God answered every prayer you prayed immediate like that and with a yes? What are the ramifications of that? Well, number one, ASK, all you'd have is A. You wouldn't seek his will. You don't want his will. And K, why, you would never have to continue to pray. You already got it. So we'd have one command, S. You can't even say S, just A. Wouldn't even make sense. Second, we would treat God exactly like a heavenly billhop. See, if I got everything I asked from God, boom, like that in a yes, tomorrow, what would I expect? Come on, God. Linda and I were watching television. We kind of flipped through a channel or two. You know what that is like. And, and we came across this guy that's on television, and he's fairly popular in the heavy face stuff. I heard, make, heard him make a statement that just gave me shivers, and we just kept on moving. Here's what he said. I heard God speak to me a while ago in one of my prayer times. God said to me, just command me to do something. I went, hmm, I'm going to step back from that TV. Do you see anywhere in the Bible where it says, command God to do something? No, he says, ask. How in the world can I be the commander? I'm the servant. So be careful. So I would treat God like this. And then, well, if God answered every one of my prayers immediately and with a yes, we would miss out on the greatest purpose of prayer. What is that? Take a look on this. Asking, praying. It's not just about answers. It is about answers. It is about getting our requests answered from God. But it's more about developing our relationship with God. You see, God wants to give us good gifts. We'll see that. He promises to do it. But the whole key, it's about one thing. It's about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, prayer allows me to know God. To know God, I have to communicate with him. This uh, marriage retreat reminded us again of communication. How husbands and wife need to talk. They need to communicate with one another. Both give and take, listening and talking. That's what prayer is. I'm pretty good at talking, but sometimes I'm not too good at listening. But God wants to speak this morning. God's speaking to you. You don't have an opportunity to talk this morning. And if you're focused here, God is speaking to you. And he's speaking directly to you, right to your heart. You see, you get to know God. And that's what prayer allows. So... God didn't make me a robot. He didn't make you a robot. And he created us to have this ongoing relationship. He's more interested in the relationship than he is even the answers. He certainly is going to give us the answers. He's a good God. But he wants to know you. He wants to know me. And prayer is that mode of communication. Now, why the persistence? Why the keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on... Why? Well... Because God knows, we've already talked about it, I want my will, I want my timing. He knows I have that old sin nature. Even though I'm a Christian, I kind of always fall to that area and I get, well, maybe you do and I don't get it as much, but I still do. Sometimes I get frustrated when I don't get what I think is the right answer in the right timing. Know what I mean? I just say, God, what is really happening here? Well, God knows what's happening here. Now... He knows we can't live without communication from him. He knows it. 
And yet many, many, many Christians live without that communication. So God designed prayer to be the key, the key to knowing and communicate with the only person. There's only one person in the world that knows what's best for you, and it's God. And he wants to tell you and explain to you and direct your life step by step. There's only one. And that mode of communication, of getting that to you, interplay, is this thing we call prayer. Simply two-way conversation with God. Now, I told you this morning we would have three commands. How many commands have we covered so far today? Oh, a little slow here, huh? All right, let's think. How many letters have we covered? Very good. How many commands have we covered? Three. I said we have three commands. It's not like a wish. Well, I don't want to pray, Pastor Mark. No, no, no. They're commands. I said we'd have three commands. And if we do those three commands, we get one what? One promise. Look at verse 8. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door, what? Will be open. Now, when you read a promise like that, and the word you ought to circle in there is everyone, when you read that promise, you have to think about it. Well, let's think about it. When you go to buy a house or sell a house, there's some things that are important, but one of the things that's most important or way at the top of the list is location, location, location. In the Bible, when you study especially the promises of God, there's something that's incredibly important. It's context. It's where you find the promise. Well, let's see how good you are on your homework. We're studying Matthew 5, 6, And seven, Matthew 5, 6, and 7 is called the Sermon on the Mount. Who is the Sermon on the Mount directed to? Who is Jesus teaching? His who? His disciples. So Jesus is teaching people who are already followers of Jesus. Now, there's some side people that aren't believers, but he's not teaching to them because they can't get it. So he's not talking to unbelievers He's talking only to Christians. In fact, look down at verse 11. You'll see something called, he gives good children of God, you'll see. Well, that's the second defining thing for this promise. Is this promise, anybody that prays, everybody that prays gets an answer from God. Is that true? No, it is not true. This promise, for everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, everyone who seeks, finds. Everyone who knocks, the door will be open. That promise is made to followers of Jesus Christ and those people that are called children of God. As excited as we can get when experiencing a new chapter in life, we can easily lose enthusiasm in just a short amount of time. This can be especially true when it comes to a healthy prayer life after first coming to the Lord. In today's edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark reminded us of just how truly blessed we are and the unlimited access we have to the Father. In our study, we learned that fellowship with God is only one prayer away. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. 
Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Now, the next time you join us here on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will give us some important perspectives to take into account when it comes to prayer. In our study, we'll learn the importance of acknowledging our dependency upon God and our need for His guidance each and every day. If you have any questions or confusions regarding prayer, Pastor Mark will be sure to clear them up in the next part of our message. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world A new hope he is given